0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio with Christopher Gonzalez and... Megan Barsalia. And today is the American holiday of Thanksgiving. So we open with this article, appropriately titled, Healthy Gratitude, Three Ways to Thank Your Body This Thanksgiving. This was written a couple years ago, 2015. Thanksgiving is a holiday that is often filled with family, friends, and a lot of food. My family is on the East Coast, so I sometimes teach a yoga class and spend Thanksgiving dinner more quietly with close friends and my dog. Whether your holiday is abundant with activity or more mellow like mine, I encourage you to devote time taking care of someone who deserves some thanks. And that's you. And they have a picture of somebody here in the lotus position. Here are three simple ways to stay healthy this Thanksgiving. Just to give people a prep on what they're about to hear, this is from ConsciousBodyHC.com, Conscious Body Health Coaching. Number one, kickstart your day with a glass of lukewarm lemon water. Squeeze one quarter lemon into an eight ounce glass of lukewarm water and drink up. During the holidays, we tend to indulge in foods that are highly acid forming like festive beverages and sweet treats. This creates an overly acidic environment, exactly the kind of place where disease and bad bacteria like to hang out. Lemon has an alkaline impact on your body, which helps to restore balance to your blood pH. Drinking lemon water will also rev up your metabolism and cleanse your digestive system.
1: That's good to know, considering I like lemon water. Um, Yeah, it's been told to me a couple different times. Um, that when you don't feel good or anything like that, to, you know, have a warm cup of water with lemon. So it would make sense that if you start your day this way, it also helps wake you up as well as, you know, just kind of prepare your, your overall day with uh, starting it off right.
0: And I like that they, they say this as a sort of a Thanksgiving thing, because one of my favorite holiday drinks from Starbucks... In addition to all the fun lattes that they do and apple cider and all that, is their cold buster tea. Yes. Which features, I think, lemonade it as does. their form of lemon. And it uh, feels like the holidays when <laughs> you try not to get sick with True. tea and lemon. Number two, make time to meditate. Find a place where you can sit or lie down without disruption and focus on your breath. Concentrate on each inhalation and exhalation and make them equal in length and depth. Breathe deep into your belly rather than from your chest. Start with as little as three minutes a day and increase the time as you get more comfortable. When I first began to develop a meditation practice, my mind would race, and it still does sometimes. So don't worry if that happens to you. Just breathe as thoughts crop up, and then let them go. Over time, fewer thoughts will come to the surface. You may also try meditating to music or guided meditations, which you can find on Spotify or iTunes. Keep a timer with you so you don't have to check your watch. Or download one of the many free meditation apps. I like Insight Timer, which also has guided meditations. Meditation has been shown to decrease anxiety, reduce levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, and increase happiness.
1: I like this one. Um, I don't take as much time as I should on this one, uh, but I do like that idea of every so often, especially at, even at dance events, um, I'll find myself taking a few minutes and just like kind of focusing on my breath and just kind of sitting down and like just taking a few deep breaths just to kind of like recenter myself and re- like focus and be like, okay. I'm very stimulated at the moment, time to calm down. I know things are exciting, but you know, that that's how injuries happen. (laughs) And so if I'm able to take a few minutes to kind of like, you know, recollect my thoughts and my focus, um, I tend to feel a little bit more present even. So that's, uh, certainly one that i probably should get into actually making a habit as opposed to the occasional treat
0: i i like the idea of using it as preventive medicine as well because by the time you're taking deep breaths and focusing on your breathing because you just did nine dances in a row it might i wouldn't say be too late but it's a very different experience um you're, you're really trying to catch up as opposed to take that time just to enjoy the breath and you know, feel where you are and be present, as you say. Number three. Very relevant to dance. Get your sweat on. Set aside 15 to 30 minutes each day to exercise with your activity of choice. Regular exercise activates chemicals in your brain that improve your mood, reduce stress, and increase relaxation. Studies show that 15 to 30 minutes of brisk walking daily reduces the risk of heart attack, stroke, and diabetes. Even gentle exercise will get your circulation moving, which benefits your lymphatic system and helps to flush toxins out of your body. If you aren't in the regular habit of exercise, start with a walk a few times a week. If exercise is already a part of your daily routine, be sure to make time for it during the hectic Thanksgiving holiday. Yes, you will burn off some of those extra calories you ate, but use these holiday workouts to thank yourself for the time you choose to devote to your health. Commit to these healthy tips during your holiday, and the benefits will motivate you to keep going with them long after you've eaten the last of your Thanksgiving leftovers.
1: Which I'm very, very excited about the Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we dance, so that's, that's the good news. Uh, to definitely make sure that you keep doing it even with this busy holiday schedule. I know it gets trickier when uh, you work in customer service related industries. Um, things tend to get a little bit more crazy, a little bit more hectic. So that's where like if you if you're drinking the lemon water, you're helping uh, boost your immune system. If you're meditating, you're uh, helping not to kill your customers. And if you're exercising, that really releases the endorphins that helps make you happy. So if you keep dancing and uh, doing your thing, and making sure that you're setting aside time for all of this, um, it should keep you uh, nice and healthy and happy during the holiday season.
0: And I love that dance doesn't feel like exercise. It right. just feels like fun. Like they they talk about sweating and. And you could do that however you want, I suppose. You just like, jump rope for fifteen to thirty minutes, but that seems like a chore.
1: Yeah, it does. Or
0: like even even a trampoline, you know, there, there's that sense that you're getting tired, but you're not really accomplishing anything. Whereas when we like learn some dance, then that's a dance we can always do whenever it comes on, or we could even do it when some other song comes on that's like a similar tempo.
1: Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. Yes, we are.
0: Here's another article, very related to the theme of exercise, except this way, uh, in, in this one, we're, we're flipping it around. Uh, this is from HealthyInspiration.com. This is Seven Ways Your Body Will Thank You for Exercising. This is a more recent article, October 16th, 2017. To enjoy the glow of good health, you must exercise. Gene Tunney. Exercise is beneficial. No one will dispute that. But the fact is that only 33% of adult Americans are making it happen. So what is hampering the other 66% of individuals? What is getting in the way of a consistent exercise program that includes 150 minutes, 2.5 hours, of aerobic exercise each week? There is no doubt all of us could throw out several reasons why we skipped a trip to the gym, or dance floor, or passed on the walk, but sometimes it is just not appealing. These are the five most common excuses I know. There's a link for that. Exercise requires some work, energy, time, exertion, and even a little sweat. Most of the people I have met and counseled would say that it was, quote, worth it once the exercise was over. But the most difficult part was getting up and starting, making the time for it, and getting over the dread of having to do it. To find the want to, you have to dig deep. The health benefits of exercise are reported frequently on the news, and from our healthcare providers, but until we make the knowledge personal, it is just information. It is the difference between cognitive knowledge and belief. When I believe that information, it has power, and I understand it has the capacity to transform my life. MY life. What if your body told you thank you for exercising, in a variety of ways? What if every time we invested our time and energy in physical activity? we believed, knew we would get a return. Well, your body does just that. It thanks us for caring for it. Wondering how? These are seven ways our body says thank you for exercising. Weight management. Simply stated, exercise burns calories. The more you do, the more calories you burn. The more energy you exert doing the exercise, the more calories you burn. The longer you go, the more calories you burn. The less exercise you do, the harder it is to maintain your weight. People who are proactive about maintaining their weight consistently exercise. According to the National Weight Control Registry, an ongoing weight loss study that includes thousands of participants that have lost at least 30... Pounds? Ah, that's funny. They used the little hash mark for pound. 30 number sign... And maintained at least 30 number sign weight loss for one or more years. Reports that 90% of these individuals, these successful individuals, exercise for an average of 60 minutes per day. Want to learn more about effective weight loss? This article shares effective habits of others who lost weight. That's another link. Enhances sleep quality. I realize that I've just completely skipped past weight management. Weight management!
1: (laughs) Um. That is certainly something I have noticed firsthand over the last, I'm going to say, year and a half to two years now since really taking up um, dancing and really focusing on learning as much as I can and doing as much as I can, I've noticed a huge weight loss. to put a number on it, at least seventy pounds. Yeah, that's like a whole kid. <laughs> um, and it's two of my dogs, so you know it's it's quite quite an achievement, and that's just from just dancing alone. Now, with the dancing, you have to take in mind that you definitely need to make sure you're drinking water and you're ingesting calories so as that you can burn them, because that is very important. Uh, But, for the most part, it is something you see when you start dancing more frequently. Now, I know it's hard for some people to, you know, make it a habit of, you know, an hour a day kind of thing, but um, even just making sure that you're out there moving around at least one class a week, it's better than nothing. So now it's just a matter of... Can you get out there and at least, you know, just take a walk or something like that and just keep your body going?
0: I got nothing on weight management. I don't know what happens when I eat food. I think it just evaporates.
1: You dance, you dance so much that pretty much whatever you ingest goes straight back into dancing. Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Enhances sleep quality. Do you ever feel like a walking zombie? Hmm. Is it difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep each night? Research from 2005 to 2010 conducted by the CDC reports that 50 to 70 million Americans suffer from sleep disorders and deprivation and about 4% use prescription sleep aids. And this number is likely to have increased now several years later. Regular physical activity can help you fall asleep and get better quality sleep. Research also shows that it may help reset the sleep-wake cycle. Going out for a walk or a jog, heading to the gym for a workout, Or pulling up a favorite workout on the internet may be the perfect non-pharmaceutical sleep aid. It won't cost you a dime. And the only side effect you will notice will be better mental clarity the next day. Oh, I can definitely attest to the mental clarity (laughs) and not having it if you don't sleep.
1: Yeah, we experienced that coming home from Vegas, didn't we? Um, (laughs) yeah, so I'm definitely tired a lot but the problem is I choose not to sleep a lot of the times for instance you know my FOMO kicks in severely at dance events
0: shout out to Jody Harmon she's right there with us
1: um, and I hate the idea of leaving the ballroom before it closes uh, because of whatever one dance I might miss mm-hmm. and so I will fight and fight and fight to push myself to the limit, and then go to go back up to the room or whatever, and then try and sleep. Then, um, and lately, I've been telling myself that I want to get to more of the workshops. So I've actually had to get up at certain times of the day, so that kind of cuts into the sleep. But once I get home, for instance, the last like week, I've been really. You know, monitoring what kind of sleep I've been getting And I've noticed that when I actually let myself go to sleep I get pretty good sleep So uh, that's probably part of the problem I have this huge FOMO issue
0: Even at home, if some event is going on somewhere And it's like Europe or something And I'm watching it in the middle of the night while they live stream That'll keep me up I just need to not have screens in my room. I think that'll help a lot.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Improves your mood. Do you ever have a blah day? The ones where you can't put your finger on what is the matter, but something is hampering your joy and sense of fun? Exercise is the solution. Your body will not be able to hold back producing hormones that improve your mood, help you relax, and make you feel great. Don't believe it? Test this research out. Your body was made to move, and it will practically shout with delight when you do. According to the American College of Sports Medicine, some research suggests that moderate exercise, i.e. walking, has the potential to improve your mood for up to 12 hours! And the research is showing that it doesn't matter what kind of mood, irritable, angry, sad, etc., the effects remain consistent. Physical activity, even if only just one walk, has the power to change the tone of your entire day.
1: I wholeheartedly believe believe this. Um, I know that since I've started dancing as much as I do, I am faced with less and less bad days. Now, yes, stuff happens, as many are aware. (laughs) Uh, Life happens, and there are some times in which... You know, no matter how hard you try, it's really, really hard to get out of that self-pity or that negative or the emotions that come along with some type of tragic life event. However, um, I have noticed that going back out on that dance floor as soon as possible, has certainly helped to change my outlook, put me back where I feel at home the most with the people that I consider my family. Uh, so, you know, like, I definitely believe that if even if you can just get out there for a walk, you know, it'll, it'll certainly help. But if you can get out there and dance with people you care about, it's going to be even better.
0: This one kind of ties into the last one a little um, as well. Something that occurred to me for Enhanced Sleep Quality is that if you have a lazy day all day and you're getting toward the end of the day and you have all this energy and it's like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, you think, I need to do something. I need to just move around. I need to go to the grocery store. I need this to have not been a wasted day. And I need to tire myself out in time for actual bedtime in like an hour or two. If you are moving around all day, then getting tired isn't going to be as much of an issue because your body will be done from having done the things. Uh, This goes along with improves your mood because if you learn only one dance all day, it's still an accomplishment and it's still something that you can add to your list or check off or keep track of it however you do. If you had a completely lazy day that you think you will not remember in a week... But you learned one dance, then the next time you get to do that dance, you'll think, "Oh, okay, that was was a worthwhile day." You didn't just have to stack it on like six other dances you tried to remember. It could be like that special day when you learned that special dance. (laughs) And yes, just physically, it will definitely help to improve your mood. Uh, It can snap you out of things. Like sometimes I'll notice, like if I'm having like a weird slump of like four days, I can go to the movies or something and just get completely wrapped up in their narrative and then a couple hours later like i'm still i'm still feeling whatever emotions were in my body watching the movie and it doesn't matter really what the emotional change was from to what other new emotion just the fact that it's different is refreshing sometimes cuz you can get stuck in a feeling and not know how to shake yourself out of it so sometimes movies are helpful, um, but here, when when you are flooding your body with those happy neurotransmitters or whatever, it just shakes things up a little bit. So even if all the gross, yucky other feelings are there, you're helping to dilute them by burying them in all these other uh, emotional chemicals. Probably don't want to turn to like actual chemical chemicals from the outside, because then... And dependencies happen So keep it all internal Exercise Yeah.
1: Okay, next topic
0: <laughs> Boost your energy While this may seem counterintuitive If you are feeling tired, physical activity can give you an energy boost Many Americans medicate their fatigue with Caffeine And sugar To stimulate and give them the jumpstart they need to plow through the rest of the day's events. But we can save ourselves some calories, crazy blood sugar highs, and caffeine headaches by grabbing our tennis shoes and water bottle to go get moving. Exercise pumps oxygen and nutrients to your muscles and tissues to help them work efficiently. This gives you more energy for the things that matter most to you. The research is showing that inactive people who begin a consistent exercise routine experience boosts in energy levels during the day. Whether you are an infrequent exerciser, inconsistent exerciser, or just need a midday pick me up, physical activity will lift your spirits and give you a shot of full throttle energy without a warning label. So, about caffeine. Tell me about caffeine.
1: I'm an addict. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, I love the taste of coffee. I love it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. However, I like coffee and cream and sugar. <laughs> So there's the caffeine and the sugar. Mm. Um, No, it's been recently brought to our attention. Um,
0: Thank you, Jamie.
1: Okay, let me rephrase that. Because I've known it before. Yeah. It's not something that I haven't, you know, been aware of and still made the choice or whatever. But the concerns that were explicitly expressed by... The dear sweet Jamie Marshall towards us and drinking an energy drink brought a new perspective. Uh, So now I'm certainly looking for other alternatives. Mm
0: I feel like in Vegas we had Yerba Mate. Yes. Which is a tea.
1: Yeah. um, Where it's, I still get the fun flavors, I still get the caffeine that I like. And um, one of the other things is, you know, It's not as many chemicals, Mm -hmm. per se. Uh, I also know that, for instance, like the Yerba Mates, I don't want to drink them as much as, say, like when I open a Red Bull, I could easily just open up another one right after. Whereas, like, the Yerba Mates almost have, like, a filling sensation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's nice. I definitely am a big fan of teas, caffeinated and non-caffeinated. Um, I absolutely love tea so there's that but for me I haven't noticed a true boost in energy that I could say whereas like beforehand I was tired and then now I have all this energy because I exercise but I do know that I'm able to keep going uh, because I essentially work three jobs And so I'm able to go a whole lot more when it comes to having, like, the dance portion than one of my jobs, which is where I just pretty much, for the most part, sit there. Um, It's a whole lot more fulfilling. It's more satisfying. My energy and my alertness feels like it's at its peak when I'm doing dance stuff as opposed to when I'm working one of my other jobs where, like, again, I said I just sit there. I feel, feel very unstimulated and extremely not present. So maybe, maybe it's there I just am so used to go, 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 go that uh, I didn't really notice.
0: Sometimes people ask when I'm out dancing for hours and hours and hours, where I get all the energy when all they see me drinking is water and I just tell them that some dances give me more energy by the end of them than when I went into them. So if there are several of them consecutively, I'll just get really loose by like the third or the fourth one and just kind of like let it all hang out. Uh, Somehow, if I'm really feeling it that night, It'll motivate me to just go that much harder on whatever the next one is, so that I don't like completely collapse. Because once you start slowing down, that's when you start really feeling tired. But if you just keep going harder and harder, then you never give yourself a chance to slow down. And uh, yeah, you just your body keeps pushing you further forward. That's what I've experienced anyway. So yeah, boost your energy. There you go. <clears throat> mm. All right, this is the part where I'm going to make lots of people really uncomfortable. Intentionally. Ramps up your sex life. (laughs) Maybe the spark isn't gone. You just need to know how to activate it. Sex is active and physical. Cardiovascular exercise prepares your heart and other muscles for physical exertion. Physical activity helps you stay mobile, limber, and flexible. As you age, all things that can enhance your sexual experiences. Hitting the elliptical or grabbing your yoga mat for the class at your gym can contribute to more intimate fulfillment with your spouse. Bram's up your sex life.
1: Yeah. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Next up. (laughs) Keeps. You know know what it is? Go further into
0: that one? Uh, people can use their imaginations. I'm sure it applies to everybody in different ways. <laughs> Keeps you mentally alert. Cognitive decline is common with aging. Memory judgment and mental alertness can become more difficult and less acute. Research is showing that physical activity enhances memory and cognitive function at any age, 20 or 80. Harvard Health writes an article about some published research showing that regular aerobic activity, quote, appears to boost the size of the hippocampus, the brain area involved in verbal involve memory and learning. Dementia is real and can be crushing. Exercise appears to stimulate new growth of brain cells that help the brain stay healthy and function well. If you are ever feeling foggy and need a brain power boost, exercise. Um, so
1: dementia, yes, is definitely crushing. On... Um, everyone and I've, uh, I'm a granddaughter of someone who had dementia and one of the few things I've noticed with all of the line dancing is how active and um, how clear most people are because they're forced to keep moving for one And like they said, you know, that actually produces more of the actual, um, oh, this is what I get for not paying full attention. Um, the brain cells.
0: How (laughs) ironic.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm a little tired at the moment, but, uh, also again, distracted.
0: Well, you know, if you're ever feeling foggy and need a brain power boost.
1: (laughs) All I have to do is line dance. No. Um, what I was going to say was that I know a lot of people have firsthand experienced the fact that because it's more than just walking, they're forced to remember things like sequences Mm -hmm. and counting and restarts
0: or like when you have to walk and then kick at the end of that. That's, that's a whole other twist on walking. (laughs) Can't get that just out of the park.
1: Um, It helps. It helps a lot and I mean I know there's been tons of different studies that they've done when it comes to dance and the health benefits and certainly uh, memory is one of them as well as you know just feeling overall alertness and better um, than if you were just to sit on the couch and you know click channels. And so it's one of those things where I fully believe that as long as you're staying active, it's the right step. However, if you can do something like line dance, it's going to be even more beneficial. Because like I said earlier, you you know you have to remember sequences. You have to remember the dance steps and which one comes when and after which one. And you know what restart wall is, is this, this on or where's the tag or something like that. Um, Even
0: just the count-in, sometimes those can be tricky. Like, Electric Love has a 24-count count-in, so you have to be mentally alert just to be listening for the right cue. Because otherwise, if you're just kind of like half-counting and barely paying attention, you're going to think it's 32 or 16. But 24, like, what is that? You have to really be ready.
1: Right. Uh, Another awkward canon would be uh, kissing strangers Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: there's not like a solid beat through the whole thing. So you have to like kind of find where it is. You do have to stay alert, Um, which then again, it's, it's exercise for your brain. So just like the idea that if you stop using a muscle, it can get, can deteriorate. It's the same thing as your brain.
0: Mm. Also, as it pertains to ramps up your sex life. If you uh, are ever feeling foggy and need a brain power boost while you're driving, kegels. Next up. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) Controls your blood sugar. Exercise improves insulin sensitivity of your cells, making it easier for insulin to usher glucose from your bloodstream into your cells to be used for energy. Essentially, you need energy to exercise. Therefore, your body works efficiently to make that energy and in return lowers your blood sugar. Everyone, diabetics, pre-diabetics, and non-diabetics, should work to maintain healthy serum glucose levels. Your body is grateful you got moving. It reduces your blood sugar and your risk for diabetes. Plain and simple.
1: That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just simply because the fact that, you know, when you're working out or you're running or you're dancing, your, your blood's pumping faster. So it's, it's certainly, you know pushing through your, your veins and your arteries faster. Um, that's also why it's really, really important to keep drinking water. Mm -hmm. Cannot stress that enough. Um, because that's going to help, you know, with the muscles as well. So that then you can return the blood supply back to its necessary points. Um, which means that, you know, if you're doing all of this, it's, it's hard for things to get built up.
0: In closing, exercise is a discipline, like many practices. Flossing our teeth, meal planning, budgeting. But it feels like punishment if we don't find the want to. Choose to become mindful about how it improves your mood, health, and quality of life. Realizing how it affects the quality of your years can empower you to practice this discipline with a healthy perspective. Your body will thank you, if you listen. Instead of dread, accept it. Instead of ignore, complete it. Instead of contemplate, do it. This comes from healthyinspiration.com. Seven ways your body will thank you for exercising. One more article before we hit our musical break. This one's also about thanking your body. This is from healthline.com. Eight ways to embrace self-love and thank your body. This is written by Lauren McCauley on November 16th, 2017, a mere week ago. Saying thank you to others is something you learn at an early age. But how often do you thank yourself? Saying thank you to your body is one of the most important things you can do, especially when you're pursuing a life of self-love and wellness. It's not a habit that comes naturally, because society is constantly telling us to change ourselves to fit a socially accepted standard. I've committed my life to help change society's expectations and make self-love and body acceptance a mainstream concept. Here are eight ways you can appreciate your body with simple rituals for self-love and wellness. Number one, meditation. Meditation is a beautiful way to center yourself. When life is stressful or your mind is racing, you can always turn to meditation. It's also accessible to everyone because you can do it anywhere. All you need to do is find a quiet, comfortable space, close your eyes, and simply breathe. If you don't know where to start or you just prefer guided meditation, I would recommend downloading an app. There are lots of great ones out there. One of my favorites is called Insight Timer. It has 5 to 60 minute or longer meditations to help you relax and rebalance. And when you dedicate yourself to easing your mind every day, you will reap the benefits of meditation as your own wellness advocate. Something I find interesting about this one where they say quiet, comfortable space, is that you can even do it someplace less conducive to normal meditation, like the bus. I've heard, just make that part of your meditation. Because if you are in a quiet place and you're trying to accept things as they come, it's kind of like on easy mode. But if you're on the bus and you're hitting bumps and people are being noisy and The guy is hard to hear over the loudspeaker. Those are all things that you start reacting to before you catch yourself and say, oh, this is what is happening. And then you let it go, and the next thing comes up. You are given more obstacles to catch and release if you are in a not quiet, not comfortable space. Something to think about. Any additional thoughts on meditation from you?
1: Not really, I went into it a few articles ago.
0: Number two, mindful movement. Moving your body in a mindful way is much different than exercising or working out. This isn't about forcing yourself to do something you hate. This is about tuning into your body and asking yourself what you need. One of my favorite ways to move my body is walking outdoors with my dogs. I look at the sky, the flowers, the trees, and the beauty all around me. I become present and aware. I love the way my body feels. Find a way to move that makes both your body and mind feel good. Maybe a hike or yoga class is what you're looking for. If you haven't found your mindful movement of choice, keep looking. Because the best part about finding it is that you get to choose something you enjoy. You know where this came up recently? Lipstick Tango by Michelle Burton this past Sunday at Wine Country Line Dance. I had learned it previously so that I could teach it to Sonoma State Line Dance Club. And because there aren't a whole lot of steps to it, it gives you an opportunity to go deeper with each step and think, where is my weight? How am I carrying my body right now? Where are my shoulders relative to my chest and my waist? And what's my head doing on top of all of that? Am I hitting the beats? Uh, Am I hitting that return to the beat after it goes quiet for a while? Like I said, there aren't many steps to it. I mean, you could describe the whole thing you know, pretty quickly with like the forward step and side step, back lock, the corte, coming back to the front, forward lock step, and then uh, the, the serpiente and the the hitch with the rocks, and then you you know do your quarter after the other side of rocks, and that's it, you're done. Uh, but within that, there's so much that you can focus on just in like the feeling of your feet against the floor. It doesn't move too quickly either. I, I remember we, we've talked before about how with fast dances, you can fake it really easily. Because you're going so fast that if you're being sloppy, and you know you're being sloppy, you can always just tell somebody else, oh yeah, wow, man, that thing, it moves so fast, I, I barely even got through it. I couldn't even think about technique. Whoops. But if you're going slowly, then there isn't as much excuse. So you know what you're doing. You have plenty of time to make those adjustments if that's something you're willing to do. And I'm happy that we have come to a place that we are now willing to do that.
1: So, yeah, um, you know, mindful way of moving your body. That's the first I've kind of, like, really heard of it worded that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I really like that. Mm-hmm because it is a choice you know there is so many different variations of exercise out there and I mean if you even just look at dance alone how many different kinds of dance there is Um, and so that you know you're able to find something such as line dance which I find that we're very uh, beneficial beneficial that is not the word I was looking for Um, benefited by yes (laughs) uh the fact that there's so many different types of line dances out there so there really is something for everyone um if you want the the hard and the fast and you know the stomping and the clapping and the you know arms versus if you want the waltz or you know the nightclubs or anything like that you have that at your disposal, and so you can really find which one you're looking for to fit your mood at the moment. Um, And we all know that that changes, you know, from moment to moment, day to day, so that's nice that there's all of these options for us there, but the idea is to find some way of exercising that you enjoy so you want to do it not like i mean i have no desire to go to the gym and lift weights absolutely that sounds awful to me but i know of several people who that sounds like a really good time to them they enjoy that that is what they've found works for them so they're going to want to continue to do that whereas i would much rather be dancing Mm
0: -hmm. all right i'm gonna make people uncomfortable again let's see if i can find the oh gosh maybe i'm gonna make people too uncomfortable let me find this quote from arnold schwarzenegger about lifting weights what if i I could do the accent let's see ah ah. maybe not (laughs) the greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump let's say you train your biceps Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. And it's really tight, and it's like someone is blowing air into your muscle, and it just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as being intimate is, you know, as in having sex with a woman and being intimate. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I am, like, getting the feeling of being intimate. In the gym, I'm getting the feeling of, being intimate. At home, I'm getting the feeling of being intimate. Backstage, when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I am being intimate. Day and night, it's terrific, right? So you know, I am in heaven.
1: Awkward turtle, if you only saw...
0: (laughs) So... That's that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's take on lifting weights and how great that can feel for him. That's his mindful movement. Yeah, apparently. Number three. Oh, this is what we just did. A good read. When I first started exploring self-love, I really didn't know what it meant. I knew how to love someone else, but how the heck do I love myself? My personal self-love journey eventually began at a yoga class. As I walked into the studio, I turned to my left and saw a book that instantly sang to me. The title was The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. I picked it up and purchased it right there. Little did I know my life would change forever. Finding a book or books that speak to you is an extremely important part to self-love and wellness for the mind. Go lose yourself in a bookstore. Walk through the self-love book aisle and see what chooses you. And then there's a little quote here. Asking for the support you need is a gift that you get to give yourself. Yeah, Um, Good read.
1: I'm not so sure about walking through the uh, self-love book aisle because that for me would not be ideal. However, I am an advocate for reading. Mm -hmm. I love reading. I love books. I love audiobooks. Um, I prefer regular books. I, I like them physical copies I'm not so much of a fan of like the Nook Kindle thing because Mm -hmm. I like the smell and the feel of the pages Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff Um, but I am all about reading I love it I think it's great it's a perfect way even if you only read like a couple pages at a time um, it's a perfect way to give your mind a break change scenery and kind of just let yourself go somewhere else. And that, not only are you giving yourself permission to do it, but it's also a, a nice temporary reprieve of, I wouldn't necessarily say escaping, but like hitting the reset. So breaking the habit or the um, pattern that is currently forming in your life. You're able to read a couple pages and that alone switched it up. So now you're onto something else. Mm
0: -hmm. One fun thing for me to do with new things that I learn is how does this relate to line dance? (laughs) Uh, Of course, like they're the easy good reads, like any of Dave Baycroft's reviews of line dances, because he gets really detailed and talks about like what those dances remind him of or how they affect the floor when he plays those songs. Uh, When it's not directly related to line dance, then I get to think about what general principle does this specific thing express and how might that principle then land on line dance. It's sort of like if you take something specific like cows in a field or something and you generalize that up into, like, herd movement. And it's sort of like imagining the cows are on the ground and now you're floating the, the concept of animals moving together up into this cloudy, atmospheric, general abstract sense. Now, now that they're up in the air, you can land or rain that principle back down to the ground um, to, say, fish moving in a school or to birds flying around or to uh honeybees doing the waggle dance inside the their hives if you try to relate the the cows directly to bees then you just think well cows are hairy and they make milk and bees are small i guess they're also kind of hairy and they make honey but like that's too specific it's when you are able to kind of step back and generalize that um, that you start seeing how different things fall under the shadow of that same cloud. And then if you get really weird and you start pulling it like cosmically, then you start thinking how how do particles in space group together in like a gravity well? So that if you have a whole bunch of little rocks out out in the middle of you know the void, and then one of them is bigger than the others, then they all start moving together around that central one until they eventually come together and make a planet. That's when you get real weird. That's not even a cloud anymore. That's like a nebula. Which is kind of a cloud. Anyway, number four.
1: Just curious. Yeah. Am I a cloud? Am I a bee? Am I a bird? Am I a fish? Am I a cow? What what am I? <laughs>
0: You're a Megan. <laughs> Alright, now they they numbered this one three also, so we'll see how many are actually in this list. But this one says, surround yourself with joy. Where do you spend most of your time? Is it your desk at work? Is it your car? When you look around your surroundings, do you feel a burst of joy? If not, the next step is to create an environment you absolutely love. My favorite things to surround myself with are fresh flowers, positive messages, pictures of Megan's I... Pictures of people I love, salt lamps, essential oils, and my favorite books. It's an act of self-love when you're in a comfortable environment full of the things that bring you joy. When you can smile by just looking around, you're practicing (laughs) self-love.
1: Oh, if only people knew. Um... (laughs) No, um, I was actually thinking about this when you were talking about your um, relating things you've read to line dance. I was thinking about one of my favorite books that I've had the opportunity to read is *The Art of Tidying Up* and how you're supposed to go through all of your clothes at once. Like you don't don't go through just your closet and then go through your downstairs coat closet and then later go through the box in the garage. It's all at once. And you're supposed to hold each item and find out, does this bring me joy? And then if the answer is yes, you keep it. And you find a specific spot for it where now that's where it belongs. Same thing with like photos and trinkets and whatnot. Um, Because of the idea that once it has a home, that's where it lives. And if it's on a shelf and you only have, say, Five little trinkets as opposed to the six thousand you used to have it's easier to display them and when you look up and you see them and you smile you're surrounding yourself with joy Um, I know for me personally I spend a lot of time with you (laughs) and my dance family people and that is one of those main reasons is because I could be out doing something else that brings me you know maybe a fun sense of fulfillment every now and again but for the most part you know it's like it's a hit or miss whereas if I'm out dancing I know I'm going to be having a good time Mm -hmm. I know being around you or Kat or Brenda or Dolly or you know Madison Simon I mean like anybody that I could be blessed with sharing the floor with I'm going to be enjoying myself because the dancing brings me joy And the dancing brings me joy, really, because of the people I'm able to meet and surround myself with.
0: Something I think that has been interesting about these experiences we've had going to dance things, even if it's just like a road trip somewhere, is it never feels wasted. Like, I've done creek cleanups. I've done several creek cleanups in Roanert Park since I moved here in 2004 and i've done volunteering at soup kitchens where you you know help either you know give out the food or if you're at a food bank you know you're organizing food and it can feel nice in the moment but then afterwards it feels like it just happened and then it was over and then there was no lasting impact like creek cleanups i could do one this week and then one next week or i could do all of us, you know, who are doing the creek cleanup can just not do the first one and then have twice as much to clean the next time. So then it's like the first one didn't even really happen. So then what was the point of doing the first one? So like there are things that you can do that that feel good and can be fulfilling for a little while, but then afterwards don't seem to have really mattered. And with dance things, it's extremely rare extremely rare. I can only think of maybe, maybe like once or twice in the last several years that I've gone out and like regretted it. And it's probably been because there was like some responsibility that I was shirking by going dancing or like I was not feeling a hundred percent might've been the same thing. Who knows? I could have just been like both at one time. Uh, Otherwise though, like any little thing, any opportunity, if we go to the Ives classroom and learn part A of some dance that still feels like progress now it's like a part A that we didn't have before or if we learn a whole bunch of dances like when I did those 12 random like pontoon, gypsy queen, better when I'm dancing, fly like a bird, islands in the stream I did a whole bunch of these that I knew I was supposed to eventually learn and I did them all in one day and Many of those dances I I learned And I'm like, eh, mm, mm, I gave it a chance I don't think I'm going to do this again And then we went to Vegas And many of these dances came on And I just didn't feel motivated to do them Like, I could have gotten them back easily Like, it, it was probably within a week of, Well, I don't know, maybe not a week But, like, you know, within a short period of time From learning them to having an opportunity to do them It doesn't feel wasted Because at least then I had that choice. I could decide whether that was three minutes I was going to really enjoy sitting next to the person beside me and and talking with them or going out and kind of doing the dance. If the music doesn't speak to you, if the dance doesn't speak to you, at least then you know. You're not just judging it from an observer standpoint. You have the, the real knowledge of, I tried it and it wasn't a wasted experience because now I know. Also, it lets you know that you're able to do something like learn that many in one night. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, surrounding yourself with joy and surrounding yourself with these dance experiences, it, it all feels like it's building up. Like, it's all just good building on good instead of good that evaporates. Like the food that goes into my belly. <laughs> oh, also, when they say here about um, where do you spend most of your time... Well, I guess for you recently, when people were asking you where do you live, and you said the dance floor, that would have been a good answer for you. <laughs> um, I do spend a good amount of time in my car because I'm driving from one guitar performance to the next. And I do think I create an environment that I like in my car. That's kind of been the case for the last several years. And one of the things that I, I like to do, I mean, it's it's very easy to just you know drink a bottle of water or, or have a cheesecake from whoever knows where, uh, Burger King or Jack in the box or something. And then just like leave all of the packaging on the passenger side floor, uh, to accumulate when it's all cleaned up. When, when you've created that clean space around you, it empties your cup to then like fill it with new experiences or the feeling of confidence of like, Oh, I could have like a passenger and not feel guilty. Um, I know that my mom likes to have a clear space between where she sits on the love seat and the TV, and like everything within that visual range. She likes to just keep that space clear. I mean, of course, like with all of us, things end up in drawers, things that end up in the garage, and you know that's fine. Things have to go somewhere. They go in the closet. They go into other rooms. But that space is always clear because that's where she goes for her lunch break that's where she goes at the end of the day and just having that clear nice clean space you know vacuumed and surfaces are are you know empty of things that can give your mind just a bit of sanity and clarity that you need during those break periods because otherwise if you don't leave those spaces for yourself you never escape that feeling of overwhelm that can happen on days that you really are inconvenienced by that happening also if you have a dance floor that's probably uh i mean i wish we had one that would be a, a nice thing that we could work on um but like we would probably do our best to keep it clear and smooth and swept and maybe waxed if that's a thing i mean if, i don't know how you're supposed to take care of floors uh depending on what kind you have but um uh, yeah, if you're letting too many things accumulate on them, spills if you're at a bar, you know, if you just kind of like, you know, wipe it down but you don't clean up the sticky part, like that will build up and the place that you're supposed to be going to surround yourself with joy is now a further source of stress. So that would be one of those areas that I would definitely suggest if you have a floor, you take good care of it. Next on the list, which says four, but I'm pretty sure is five, ask for help. Self-love is asking for help. When you're having a hard time, you'll be surprised that most people do want to be there for you. It may be hard to be vulnerable and ask for help, but one of the best ways to get through a tough time is getting the support you need. It's okay to not be okay. The point is, you don't have to go through it alone. Asking for the support you need is a gift that you get to give yourself.
1: I guess this is very fitting that that particular topic came up and that today is Thanksgiving so that I can thank everybody again a million times over for all the love and support that they've shown me, just in general, but uh, most specifically in the recent life events. Um, I know firsthand asking for help is one of the most impossible challenging frustrating things for me to do so uh thank you rachel for asking for it for me knowing that that's what i needed um and that i was going to struggle with it myself so uh thank you
0: i don't think i usually ask for help
1: no i like doing (laughs) things on my own yes yes you do
0: (laughs) Next on the list, <laughs> find your place of bliss. We should all have that one place we can go to and feel blissful. For example, when I need a pick me up or a place to rejuvenate my soul, I head to a coffee shop. No. Something about sitting down at a table surrounded by the positive energy, working on my computer, and sipping on a latte fills my needs. Think about where you love to go. Is it a walk along the beach, a hangout with friends, a workout class, an art class? Self-love is about filling up your own cup. When your cup is full, you can better serve others. Well, do we have a place of bliss?
1: I have a couple different ones, but yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm all about the coffee. Mm-hmm. All about the coffee. I love to taste of coffee. Um,
0: and cream and sugar.
1: And cream and sugar. Yes, unfortunately, I'm currently with coffee, but without cream and sugar, so... <laughs> It's an an interesting interesting experience, but I'm still very grateful for the caffeine of the coffee. Um, Obviously the dance floor. Ives, for sure. I have a lot of really good memories there. And, uh, you know, mostly where we learn dances. Uh, Walking into uh, WNY for one of our Wine Country Line Dance events.
0: That's WNY Warehouse, for those who aren't aware.
1: Um, Feels like home. So it brings me a lot of happiness and joy. Um, I really do like walking, actually, along the beach and going to the beach every so often. Um, One of two things will happen. Either A, I'll just drive to the coast. And fortunately, the way our particular setup occurs is you can take one road out to the coast drive up the coastline and take another road straight back and you get basically from one end of the town to the opposite end by doing this Um, so you can kind of make a giant kind of circle essentially Um, so sometimes I'll just drive to drive and then other times I will drive stop get out and just like take my time just like listen to the ocean and walk around and explore and whatnot um, so I definitely love that. Uh, we also have Armstrong Woods. I, I very much miss going out there. It's been a while. Um, at least several months since I, I was out there last. Uh, and it's, just, it's a nice place to kind of just get lost in nature. But uh, yeah, the dance floor, the beach, and uh, Armstrong Woods are kind of like my go-to places.
0: Even our little podcast office. Which is a microphone, a computer, and wherever we happen to be. <laughs> Even that's kind of nice for me. Yeah, because I like doing the podcast. Definitely the dance floor. Stonies were incredibly spoiled with oh, with Stonies. The, on, yes, we are. the colored lights, having a place to sit, knowing that food is probably going to be coming out around midnight, going up and visiting Patrick at the booth. Like some DJ booths I've been to seem unapproachable. That one is very approachable to the point where if you felt like going in and giving him a hug, you could.
1: Even um, though I'm not supposed to.
0: Even though you're not supposed to. I hope Kat's not listening. <laughs> Megan totally does not do this. <laughs> she never she goes into the booth.
1: <laughs> She's seen me do it firsthand. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, Let's see, where else? You know, this one's weird because this one goes back several years, probably as long as I've had a laptop, but there's this little space and... I can lose entire days to it, but if if I'm just, like, laying back... Let's make this more justifiable. Let's say I'm sick. If I'm sick and I can't even get out of bed and I just want to lay in bed but I'm awake, then I can plop my laptop on my chest and feel the warmth of the circuitry through the plastic and go on YouTube or, like, watch old episodes of Star Trek Voyager or, and I've done this, binge episodes, seasons of Boy Meets World, there are so, so many ways to just fill that space, those, like, two feet between the laptop screen and my eyeballs, and everything else, like, time of day, everything else goes away, and eventually, like, you know, I I look to the left or the right, and I see that it's, like, dark out or something, and if it's, if it's really a completely filled day of doing that, if I remember to eat, that's like, you know, a miracle. Uh, I sometimes forget where I am. Like, where am I living? Where, which bed is this? Am I in Huntington beach seven years ago? Am I in the dorms? You know, I don't know, four years ago, where, where am I that I am doing this? Cause it kind of like it could be anywhere. I've had this experience in so many places, and it it kind of transports you out of time uh, to just this. I don't know. Very present, hopping from what am I? What do I want to learn about right now? What what video am I watching? What what Wikipedia article am I reading? One thing to the next, and uh, yeah, I, I I definitely wouldn't want to make a life out of that. But that's like a little mini vacation that I can take, you know, anywhere. I could do that in, like, a hallway at... Uh, well, I probably wouldn't do it at a dance event, but, like, if I'm just some random place and I'm waiting for somebody, I can just, you know, plop down at the airport or something, let's say, and, um, and yeah, and go to that, that place out of place. Uh, also, probably the house that I grew up in, as far as, you know, place of bliss, there is something nice about knowing you can always go back... Um, to that room, even if it's not really your room anymore, like that's a room where my dad grew up. And like that's that house where my parents live now. My grandma bought that in the 50s. And my dad and my uncle grew up there. Uh, later on, when my parents moved into it, my sister and I grew up there. So seeing that old like shag carpet, this bright orange shag carpet that's been there since the 70s, I think. Uh, seeing like the just like the steps the same color roughly the same color of paint even if it's been repainted it's you know the shade hasn't changed much uh the record collection has been there even while the tv has been upgraded over the years like these vinyl records of like the beatles and roger miller and frank sinatra those have been there for decades so having a place that doesn't change when everything else is changing, just having that place that doesn't change is um, comforting. Uh,
1: I hope you never take that for granted.
0: Yeah, so far I have not. Um, I have I have fought to keep that shag carpet intact. Um, where else would there be? Gravity Hill. That's one of those places that drama has never made it to. Like, I remember thinking, why is it that High crime areas can be just slightly down the hill from really nice affluent areas. And the answer I've heard is that you know, criminal people don't want to take the time to go up the hill and then have to come back down. They just stay where it's easy, down low. And Gravity Hill is sort of like that, where like all the troubles and whatever stuff you're going through doesn't want to make that 10 to 15 minute drive all the way up this super tall hill that sees out to Santa Rosa, Roner Park, and Petaluma, and possibly other cities, I don't even know how far you can see from up there. Cause if you are motivated enough to take the time to make that drive, you're probably on the upswing already. If you're just down in the dumps and gloomy and nothing is fixing anything, you're probably not even gonna get in the car. So by the time you've made it to the top of that hill, things are already starting to look better. And most of the experiences that I've had up there have been either like with friends or occasionally, very rarely, you know, just me on a good day.
1: Filming.
0: Filming. Yeah, that's where we filmed a lot of Can't Walk Away. If anyone wants to check that out, it's at uh, cantwalkaway.com cuz it got pulled from YouTube and Vimeo. <laughs> yeah. So that would be another place, uh, my place of bliss. Oh, and I totally forgot about this one, but um, the theater. The stage is extremely yeah. safe. Oh, like, yeah. you... I was thinking about this in terms of, like, power. What is it that gives some people power and others feel like those people have power over them? And it, I was thinking about it, like, one of the aspects might be a one-way relationship. Like, when fe- when people are famous or... You know, whatever, it's because other people listen to their audiobooks or watch their TV show or movie, and the famous person doesn't have to pay attention to that fan at all. Like, it's all one way. So that by the time they see each other, the fan is super excited to see this celebrity. The celebrity has no idea who that person is. So if you are on a stage you are having a one-way relationship with the audience, except for you know their reactions to this or that you know, thing that you do on stage. Uh, you know what to say. You know what to do. You know how to dress. You know how people are going to react to you if there are other characters in the show. So you've got life for you know an hour and a half or however long the show is all figured out. That never happens in real life. And all of those people out in the audience are going to sit quietly and watch. They're not going to question your motivations or think, oh, this is what I would have done differently. You should stop doing that and do it this way instead. They are just going to sit there and take it. <laughs> and even though people would think, like, oh, I'd be too scared to go up on stage, like all those people watching, you can't even see them. It's dark out there. You're the one who's lit up. So being up there you can do whatever the script has you doing and you can be you, if you're writing your own show you can be off the wall you can be crazy and you can be someone you would never be in real life but it's okay when you're that character on that stage it's so safe that you, know, you just wish that after the show were o- ended you could take that out and be like that with the rest of the world so that would be a place of bliss i could probably keep going on but then we'd never get through the rest of the list So if another one comes to me, I will certainly interrupt and interject my thoughts on it. Slow down. I feel the caffeine kicking in. But this one's the next, uh, this is the next item on the list. Slow down. We live in such a fast-paced environment. Give yourself permission to slow down. Enjoy the special moments and take care of yourself. Here are a few different ways to slow down in your daily life. Eat slowly. Every time you eat, make it a point to sit down without distractions. Make sure you chew slowly and actually taste what you are eating. This simple practice... Oh, I see you're skipping to the next one. This simple (laughs) practice is a game changer in how you feel in your body every day. Breathe. (laughs) During your day, take a couple minutes to just breathe. Take 10 deep breaths and check in with your body. Allow yourself to recenter and refocus before you move on with your daily tasks. I wonder how many people I just made yawn out in the audience. Because it is contagious. Rest. If you can tell that your body or your mind is overly exhausted... It's important that you allow yourself to give your body what it needs. Going to bed early without finishing the dishes is okay. Skipping your workout so you can get home early to veg out on the couch is okay. It's okay to let your body rest. After all, it's the vessel that carries us through every moment. It needs your attention and love. Resting in your own way will help you rejuvenate much faster and feel good in your body.
1: there's a few things on this. Um, I've certainly noticed that when I rush mistakes happen. Um, so I, I have gotten in the habit of like, okay, slow down. It's okay. Um, a perfect example was today while I was getting ready. Um, I was rushing to get to the next thing so quickly that I was like, okay, no, 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 stop. Slow down. Make your bed, make your damn bed. (laughs) So I stopped what I was doing, I cleared the stuff off the bed, and made the bed, and I felt so much better, because I just slowed down for a minute, and I got something accomplished. And although it's something simple and small and minute as, like, making my bed, but it always makes me feel better when I pull the covers up, and I organize it, and I make it nice and neat looking, it just makes me feel better. And I know there's been several different... Uh, topics out there, or like self help books or success stories, in which they say start with making your bed every morning, because if that's one small thing, you can already check off your list as something you've accomplished. So it's stacking the you know the game in your favor. Um, but that that moment of like okay okay, the hair, the makeup, it'll all it'll all get there. Make your bed do this first because if you take too much time on the other stuff and you don't make your bed, you're going to feel frustrated. Or the giving yourself a few extra minutes in the morning to get ready so you can sit down and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You know, If you have that in your morning routine, you're able to slow down and breathe and that helps set the pace for the rest of your day because I know... When I'm in a rush to get somewhere and that's the beginning of my day I feel like I'm trying to play catch up for the whole day so if I take a few seconds breathe for one and you know really process what I need to get done I'm able to accomplish more Mm
0: -hmm. control that That's one thing that uh, the fixing bed thing can give you early in the day is a sense of control. Because if too much of the day goes by where you're just rushing and you don't feel like you're in control and you're just fulfilling other people's obligations, that's when at the end of the day you start impulse buying and eating fast food and doing things where you insist, I am going to take control of my life right now and I'm going to do this thing that I want to do that I know isn't good for me, but it's fine because I'm, I'm able to do it. No one's going to stop me. It's when you have been doing the things over the course of the day that make you feel like you are in control, that you don't need to do those other things. You don't have the craving for them because you've already taken care of yourself. It's, it's like how if you don't eat salad, let's say, and you're running really low on energy later in the day, all of a sudden, sweets and carbs look really good. And you think that that's what your body needs because you didn't give it what it could have had earlier in the day, which would have been a slow release of the things that you need. Instead, you need the spike of all of it at once. And then the salad doesn't even look good anymore because you can't wait that long. You know, your body needs it now. Yep. So, also with eating slowly, if you're buying some really nice thing for yourself or even you're just getting a you know peppermint mocha or just some little treat, if you don't notice and register that you're ingesting it, then what was the point of having it? Like you could have just beamed it into your stomach and it would have been its constituent ingredients and that's all it would have been for you. What was the point of even having a flavor if you don't take the time to taste the flavor? Yeah. It's, it's like when you want a dessert so badly that you shove a giant chunk of it into your mouth, barely chew it, and swallow it. Like, why? Like, so many of the, the parts of that bite didn't even make contact with your tongue. They were not tasted at all. They were just volume or mass. And now they're gone, and you never get to experience... Well, hopefully you won't get to experience them again. Like, they only go in the one direction. (laughs) So, yeah, if you just have a little bit of something... It's kind of like how you can have these really rich, buttery, sugary desserts in some place like France, and it'll be a smaller portion... If you take the time to enjoy that small portion for like the slivers at a time that you're eating it, really focusing on how good it is, by the time you're done with it, you think, wow, that was rich. I had a lot and it wasn't that much by size. If you're just guzzling the whole thing down, then yeah, it's gone before you know it. You're like, well, did I even order it? I should get another one. I should get another two just in case. And then... You know, you're you're causing yourself bad habits and spending more money when you could have had a better experience with just the first one.
1: I'm definitely going to enjoy mom's cannolis later.
0: You're having cannolis later?
1: I'm having cannolis later. I'm very excited about this.
0: That sounds good. For breathing, I highly recommend doing this at stop signs. If you don't, you might roll the stop and you might get pulled over. Don't do that. Instead... <laughs> Drive as though your registration has expired or your license has expired and any little thing could be the thing that gets you put away for however long. Then you'll do all the things correctly and you'll look over your shoulder both ways. You'll you'll stop at the stop sign and you'll breathe. One, two, three, full stop. Because that's what you're supposed to do at a stop sign you don't do that if you're barely breathing if you're not paying attention you're not being mindful then you'll make silly mistakes and those could get somebody hurt or they can just cost you a lot of money and as for resting naps i think are okay naps are legitimate um if you can yeah go for the full eight hours but i mean if you just need that little cat nap if it's not going to mess up with your, your sleep schedule too badly, then yeah, go for it. And also, it's okay to not fill up your lunch break with chores because that is supposed to, I mean, not supposed to. I mean, everyone uses it however they want. But like that is a perfect opportunity for it to actually be a break. So if you want to nap, nap. If you want to watch YouTube for a little bit, go ahead. Uh, but also know that while you're still engaged in watching something, you're not going to be resting. Your, your body is going to be inert for a while, but if what you need to do is turn off your brain, then just tell yourself, you know what? I am going to nap for a little while and I'm going to set an alarm and allot myself 10 minutes of mindless videos or whatever. If I still feel like sleeping after that alarm goes off, great, then I'm gonna set it for another 10 after that so that I just get more sleep. I think you will find that you prefer having the sleep rather than the video after you've given yourself a chance to sleep. If you're doing the videos and you finish the videos and you're like, wow, I'm horribly tired. I really wish I could have gone back and chose sleep instead. By then it'll be too late. So try to prioritize the rest first. Uh, Can't say that I always do this because one link always leads to another and it's so important that you watch that next one otherwise you're going to go to sleep unsatisfied and wonder what that video was going to teach you about whatever as soon as you close the lid on your laptop you realize, oh yeah, I really didn't care it was just momentum Mm
1: -hmm. rest
0: first number possibly seven I think this is eight, kind of but then there's an eight after that so I think it was nine ways and they just didn't number them correctly number whatever mirror work I'm sure you look in the mirror daily this can be a very negative experience for many because of the unkind inner dialogue you hear don't listen to those words instead when you look in the mirror look yourself in the eyes and say I love you do it even if you feel silly also for anybody who's listening right now you now have me on record saying I love you so if you ever need to play that back it'd be a little weird but now you can so you're welcome (laughs) Self-talk is proven to work. You can also put up a few notes on your mirror with positive, loving reminders. Waking up every day with a kind and loving message to yourself and your body will change the relationship you have with yourself in the most positive way.
1: Uh, I'm a big believer in this. Um, I know my sister's done it as well, but the writing of the notes... um, A lot of times I've done, like... The big goals. I'll start with like one being just one small thing that I want to accomplish or whatever, and then the rest, like leading up to the bigger picture kind of situation where it's like, you know, I want to find a job in which I'm satisfied with, and I want to make more money, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. Like big goals. And that allows me that in my face, this is me because I wrote it on the mirror. Granted, I think I use lipstick. But um, this is me. What else are you going to use lipstick for once you turn to Lip Sense, anyways? So. I was going to
0: say, like, if you were using Lip Sense, that stuff probably didn't come off.
1: <laughs> That's true. But again, once you switch to Lip Sense, what else are you going to do with the old makeup? Mm-hmm. So, right on the mirror. Um, <laughs> so, I've written stuff like that out. So, it's me. I'm the one who put it up there. And it's me telling myself, hey, you still want this. Don't let the little, you know, hurdles in the day stop you from getting this. uh, Because you're the only one who can achieve this. So, stuff like that. Um, I also know for a while there, I mean, this is going back several years now. At the end of the day right before bed as I was doing my, you know, nightly routines, I would go through and list two to three things that I could do better on. Not like, oh, you failed epically, but what can I work on? And then I would list five things that I thought I succeeded in. So I'd always give the, the two to three things that I need to work on because we're not perfect and we do need to work. On bettering ourselves every day every moment however we also need to realize that you know we also do a lot of good things out there we are successful we can make a difference in the sense that if you start with yourself then you can make a difference outward and by listing those few things every night I went to bed Knowing that although there's some things I need to work on, because I always listed those first, here's all the good I think I did in the day. Mm -hmm. So it helped me kind of set myself up for a good night sleep and like to feel refreshed in the morning.
0: Three things that came to mind for the mirror and myself. One, didn't we hear a quote recently, like, the mirror is your friend because it shows you what you need to do? To work bre- on. That I was work Brenda. On. That was Brenda, yeah, at uh, Wine Country Line Dance. And why was it that, that she mentioned that we should be looking at the mirror?
1: Um, well, I'll, I'll let you go into the specific detail, if you wish. But I was saying how um, I don't like looking at the mirror when I'm dancing. Mm-hmm. It's very distracting to mm-hmm. me. And so anytime we face the wall with the mirror, I tend to not make eye contact with myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when she brought up the quote. She, I guess, can't say necessarily quote because we quoted her. Mm -hmm. But that's when she said the mirror is our friend because it shows us what we can work on. Mm
0: -hmm. What dance was it that uh, I was doing up by the mirror and you noticed that I was looking everywhere else as soon as I got to that wall? I think it was something that we had just learned. It was either Maniac or...
1: It wasn't Maniac because I was out there for Maniac. So it might have been Lipstick Tango.
0: Oh, that probably would be it, yeah. Yeah, because it was something that was done on camera because she recorded...
1: No, because it wasn't...
0: Why else would I have been up at the front?
1: I don't know. Huh.
0: Well, anyway, I would have thought that it was that. Um. Yeah, I think that would have been it because she yeah, taught it, it, so she probably filmed it. And I wouldn't have been up in the front for that unless, and and on that side of the room, unless uh, she had been filming it. Yeah, you were pretty front center. Nobody else wanted to be up there. That happens a lot. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that that is uh, probably pretty representative of every time I'm, I'm that close to the mirror. I don't, I don't need to see myself. I know what I look like. Like. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I don't mind it as much if other people can't see me looking at the mirror, but I don't like to be like so wrapped up in you know whatever I am analyzing or critiquing about myself if there are a room full of other people there. Like I can do that <laughs> on my own time. You know, I'm not that's not what I'm there for.
1: Yeah, it was that you looked straight ahead yeah. on all walls
0: except for the mirror. Yeah. In case people couldn't hear, go ahead and repeat.
1: Oh, I just I just said that I noticed that on The 12 o'clock wall, which is where the mirror was, Mm -hmm. he would either look right above the mirror or right below the mirror. However, on 3, 6, and 9, he would look straight ahead. Mm -hmm. No problem.
0: 3, 6, 9. The goose drink line. Anyway. Clap snap for anybody who knows that dance. Uh, The other two things about the mirror. One, when I lived in G-section of Rohnert Park, I currently live in A-section. G-section was a really nice house. There was a mirror in the bathroom just outside the shower and a side window that gave really good light. There would be days when, you know, if if I'm coming out of the shower and it's not, the mirror isn't too fogged up, I would see myself and be like, wow, huh, okay. And sometimes I would just be like, you know, the light's hitting me really well right now and when I'm 80, I'm gonna wish I looked like this. I'll just take a selfie. Nobody would see it and my face probably wouldn't be in it, but it's just one of those things where you have to take that moment to appreciate it while you have it. Because it's fleeting. And it seems like, you know, it's vain or whatever, like you you're you're celebrating something you're not supposed to, but why not? Like it's not hurting anybody. It's not making anyone else feel worse about themselves. And like they talk about negative self-talk and how uh people people tear themselves down or whatever i i don't do that like i'm i'm very fortunate cuz i hear from other people like people who get nervous doing demos or who don't know how their teach is going when they're teaching you know a, an hour lesson or whatever and they're they're insecure or they're faking it i don't i really have no problems doing these things and yeah, I think it's okay to feel that way. Like if you if you feel all right about yourself, it doesn't have to be this big exhibitionist thing where, you know, you go around telling everybody how great you are, but if you feel like, yeah, I'm 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 doing all right. You know, I had a healthy breakfast. Um I I feel full of energy. My body isn't carrying anything that I don't want it to, like this is a good day. I'm going to memorialize this day in a little photo. I might never look at it again, but I want to know that I felt this way on at least one day. And then, you know, maybe someday, like three years later, you're going through your Google photos and you're like, oh, wow, huh. that's a, that's a torso photo out of nowhere. Then you think, you know what? That must've been a good day. So I'm glad that I had that good day three years ago. And also, Line Dance Podcast is accepting donations. So, uh, if anyone wants a sneak peek in... No, no. I... Those, those, those <laughs> photos are for me. Those aren't for anyone. Not for anyone else to see. Just personal memento. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a third thing about the mirror, and I can't remember what it was. Um... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it is nice just to have that relationship with yourself like let's say you know you're just getting ready in the morning you're all dressed and you know you're fixing your hair there is there is a view of yourself that no one else can really have based on the cumulative times that you have seen yourself and made eye contact with yourself in the mirror and it's kind of a special relationship because you're the only person who has seen yourself like that for the last thirty years or fifty years or however many years you've been looking in the mirror. So just kind of enjoy that little secret relationship that you have with that person. Because like other people can see you for you know a, a few minutes at a time. You can have long conversations with people where you're gazing into each other's eyes, but it's not going to add up unless you're married to them for like you know however long. It's not going to add up to the same amount of time that you've seen yourself and had those secret moments of wow I look good like my hair is really doing that thing today that you can have with yourself when you're just alone in that space kind of like how I mentioned before you have that that 2 feet between the screen and your eyeballs you also have the 3 or 4 feet between yourself and the mirror and then the you know illusion of another 3 or 4 feet between yourself and the mirror person's eyeballs that's an okay relationship to foster i think um because no one else is going to have that even if somebody's standing right next to you and they're looking at your reflection and they're seeing into your eyes it's still not the same as when you see yourself because only you know what you're thinking and only you know what your reflection person is thinking so hopefully hopefully those things will be positive and those thoughts will be um uplifting and building for yourself there's also that, that saying like you wouldn't let anyone else talk to you the way that you do right like if, if they were saying these things about your best friend you would shut them down so why do you let this person say these things to you when this person is yourself um, again like I said it's not really something that I do uh, so I'm very glad for that but for those of you who bash on yourselves Um, it's okay to have a positive relationship um, that only you know about. And whenever I think of what that third mirror thing was, I'll chime back in. But uh, otherwise, here is the ninth or eighth. I don't know. It says number eight, but I'm pretty sure this is the ninth. Gratitude. Having a morning and nighttime routine that's dedicated to gratitude is an amazing way to boost your self-love. And all you need is a journal to start. When you wake up every morning and each night before you sleep, write down three things for which you're grateful. It's a beautiful way to honor yourself and your life. It's a perfect time to say thank you to your body. Gratitude?
1: I'm kind of almost disappointed that I let myself stop for so long. Uh, considering this is roughly when I started all of those gratitude posts uh, last year. So, like, I'm starting to see them again. And I'm really, really glad that I did make them for the time in which I did for so many reasons. Um, But one of the most current ones is being that now I get to see what I was thankful for because I used Facebook, and Facebook has the on-this-day... Feature, um, so I'm able to look back and see some of the things that I've been grateful for, and you know, I mean, some of them are, are pretty legit. Like, for instance, today's my mom's birthday, so like this day last year, I was all grateful for my mother, same thing as today, you know, I'm very grateful for my mother. Um, but a couple days ago, and I was actually thinking about it earlier, is I had met, I had made a post. About just being grateful to take a shower in your own bathroom, and I know that feeling, and I've, it was amazing, and it felt so good at the time when I posted it, and I still remember that feeling, and I still know how good it feels. However, there was a, a slight tinge of of mourning when uh, I read it again because I no longer have that option. It's, you know different um however i was also thinking about the the find your bliss your place of bliss or whatever and there's something about high water pressure in a shower with warm water that's quite amazing and up until about three or four days ago let me back up a little bit more as a few people, friends who have taken showers at my house prior to the fire, can attest, I had an amazing shower. It was, The water pressure was perfect, and it was just wonderful. Since the fire, I have struggled to find something quite like it. Until, bless her heart and her husband's heart, Iris and her husband Robert offered me a room for the time being um, with them. So I have been staying with them for a while now. And, oh my god, the shower in that bathroom is amazing. I did not want to get out of it this morning. (laughs) If it wasn't for the fact that I had the radio show, I probably would have stayed in it for at least a half an hour longer Um, just because it felt perfect on the back of my neck, as well as it's a place where, as weird as this sounds, I feel like I can let the thoughts just wash away down the drain. Like I can have the thought, let it go. Have the thought, let it go. Have the thought, let it go. And I really get to pick and choose which ones I want to keep. And so if it's a negative one, it goes away right away. Versus if it's like, I'm excited at the fact that I'm getting to see my mom and my brothers today and my grandfather. Like, that's one that I held on to. So, um, there, there is something to be said about something like that. (laughs) But the gratitude thing, I know they said, you know, write down three things, but sometimes that can be really hard. Find one thing, start there. If you can make a list of 10 things, go for it. Don't stop. But find at least one thing. And the days that you're going to have that are hard and just have beaten you down are going to be the most challenging things to find a good thing for. But it can be as simple as... I will have the strength to try again tomorrow. It can be, you know, that one customer that was nice to you out of the 700 that, you know, just decided to use you as their punching bag. You know, it's focus on that one little thing. You're able to take that break and sit down for 10 minutes. Whatever it is, grab onto it, hold onto it, and be thankful for that during those days because those days can be very tricky trying to find something that you're grateful for, which is probably why they recommend doing it in the morning.
0: I remembered what the other mirror thing was, because you mentioned on this day. On this day in Vegas, two years ago, I actually had a couple of mirror selfies of my outfits, because I guess I was feeling really good about those outfits. And The mirror that I had that year was like almost floor to ceiling so I could see my boots because it was that year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My boots, my jeans, my buckle, uh, my plaid shirt or Western shirt, depending on the day. I think I had sweat proof shirts because that was before I had dance shirts. Now I have so many dance shirts. Uh, My hat, my expression, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, on some days my cape. And I, I, I see that now and I see how happy I was in those photos and how prepared I felt with the choices that I made with those outfits. And while I wouldn't make those same choices now, you know, I applaud that. I almost want to call him kid. You know, I applaud (laughs) that kid for his, for his gumption, gumption, his gusto, (laughs) the enthusiasm with which, uh he brought that outfit down to the dance floor and it's one of those things that I didn't really think to do this year. And I don't think I did it last year either. Maybe it's cause I was solo the first year so I could get away with something like mirror selfies and not feel as, you know, self-conscious or whatever, or like have to answer any questions why I was doing it. Uh, but like, that's another example of how, That was a year when I had that really positive mirror relationship with myself, like that I could just do something like that and feel good about it. And I think I even posted them on Facebook just so people could see what kind of outfits I was wearing because that was my first year and I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, And I still have that relationship now. I just, you know, like I said, haven't really thought to take photos, just like how we didn't really film anything with the gopro even though we packed it and we we
1: wanted to we certainly wanted to we had plans to film in vegas because it was going to be vegas yeah
0: yeah and yet i don't know As, as time has gone on i have not taken as many photos or videos i'm seeing a lot of stuff from on this day of me just filming the lobby and seeing them do girl crush i would never think to film girl crush now like it just wouldn't come up i've seen it so many times at so many events but that year it was the first time i had seen so many people do it. i thought wow like how are they moving so gracefully like you can see you can see the emotion that's running through their bodies while this song is playing this is under like fluorescent lights in the lobby like not even in one of the main ballrooms a bunch of like colored fanciness So it's refreshing to see back in time how all of those different things were affecting me, like keeping a record of the things that wowed me. Like you were saying about, um, having the gratitude journal, it can help you go back to that really good day or that really good customer on a day when you need it. And for me, I mean, I'm doing okay already. So these on this days are just like little bonus treats, but, um, you know, maybe someday, maybe three years from now, I will I will wish that I had more videos of this year. The way that we look back at last year, late night dancing with Roy and Fiona and and uh, Joe and John Kinzer doing dances like Have Fun Go Mad or Jukebox or you know, things that even if we weren't doing, we could see them doing. Uh, Maddie and, and the rest of them on that last night with uh, Dance and Tromp, things like that even if it doesn't seem important now, even if you think, well, why do I need to write this down as being a, a gratitude item when this happens every day? You are literally taking things for granted by by having that mindset. Those things will not always be around. I mean, I, I sing with um, these different senior communities and it's so weird how often this has happened. Somebody is there singing along even if they just you know come in from the hallway they visit for a couple of songs then they go back and do whatever they were doing everything's normal and then you ask about them one day when they're not there and it's because they passed It's like how they didn't show any signs of that like why are they gone now why are they not going to come sing like they were doing every day for the last several months like there was, no, there was no way of knowing. There was no sign that anything was going to change, and then it does, and it'll never go back to the way it was before. We are so lucky to have all of these people in our community that we do, and even when people leave, we're given a heads up. Like, Guyton, we had a year to prepare for him retiring, and even then, he's just retiring. He could come back at some random witty, windy city like he did this year. Rachel is only scaling back. She's not gone gone. Yet. Right. And like, yet. And I'm not even going to bring up Joe because she's going nope. to be around forever. Forever. We've decided. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> but like, you never know when the things that you think are institutions that will never change will change. And, you know, we have as many thoughts as we do about, oh, this could be improved, or, well, this is an irksome thing and we don't know how to fix that but really overall we have it really good. So take that moment and maybe write it down. I love that people do all the tagging that they do after events and they say, this went really well. Thank you to these hosts who made this possible. Thank you to these choreographers who put on the performances for us. Uh, Thank you to my co-choreographers who helped me teach this lesson that we all came up with together. I love that they do take that time to write it down. And if you think, that you are just some dancer and it's not your place to do one of these posts, it's totally okay to do one of these posts. I like seeing if if a person's you know first time at one of these events went really well and they're just listing all the things that went well, I want to read those too. You don't have to be some world-famous international traveler to share your gratitude with the rest of us because I, I am just as interested in seeing what you thought went well and adding that to my life and my day and you know um, there's really no like no limit to to what you can say that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. And even if the even if the people like Fred go a new place every weekend and they're tagging new people every weekend, I will read every one of those posts every weekend. Yep. Yeah. So there's a, a takeaway to all of this. And it's labeled on this article, Takeaway. Remember, self-love is a multifaceted concept. Like any other relationship in your life, the one you have with yourself requires nurturing, patience, and kindness. There are many ways to practice self-love, and these are just a few. Explore different methods of caring for yourself and find what makes you feel joyous and healthy in your mind, body, and soul. It can begin with a simple thank you. closing thoughts from megan
1: oh i i don't know (laughs) i'm hungry i'm ready for thanksgiving feast Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that's my closing thoughts now uh, i think it's really really important that you do take time and really focus on ways of taking care of yourself because i do know a lot of us out there are very generous individuals and we want to help as many people as we can but You can't help anyone until you've taken care of yourself. And if it's a matter of just, you know, getting out for a walk or learning new dances or meditating or breathing or, you know, just being willing to say thank you or ask for help, I think all of it is going to make for a more well-rounded Individual that you can put more out the air positively into the world. Um, I know that a lot of times it's very easy to thank everybody else, and yet, you know, you don't cut yourself any slack, and you don't necessarily tell yourself thank you. You know, it's like the idea is you know you're living this life. No one's else. No one else is doing it for you. You're the one who's choosing to get up. You're the one who's choosing to push through any negative situations. You're the one who's choosing to put out positive energy to help others. And, you know, the way you get to do that is through your body. So making sure that you take care of your body is, is certainly important. Mm-hmm.
0: This article was entitled, Eight Ways to Embrace Self-Love and Thank Your Body, written by Lauren McCauley on Healthline.com. The previous article was, Seven Ways Your Body Will Thank You for Exercising, written by Jennifer Hunt, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, on Healthy-Inspiration.com. And the article before that, that we started with, was written by Susie Schneider of Conscious Health Body Coaching on ConsciousHealthBodyHC.com. That one was entitled... Healthy Gratitude, Three Ways to Thank Your Body This Thanksgiving And something that I would like to thank everybody for That I neglected in our reflections on Vegas Dance Explosion Thank you very much to all of you who danced Feel It Still's um, K is for Kicks with us in the Starlight and Grand Ballroom's I was not aware that so many people knew that dance. I would also like to thank Megan for rounding up the people in the other rooms um, who knew it, as well as teaching, <laughs> speed teaching, uh,
1: in, in your drive-by manner,
0: uh, <laughs> and and wall leading once once you had people in the ballroom. Uh, the dance for that K is for kicks uh, was choreographed in April with some help from Joe on that third eight count. Uh, it is set to the song Feel It Still by Portugal the man and yes it somehow completely slipped past us during our Vegas dance explosion reflections but that was a major uh, point of excitement and celebration for us during the event was how many times we got to do that dance choreographed by myself Uh, in major ballrooms of a major event Did not see that coming. Also, would like to thank Jamie Marshall uh, for teaching that as part of her 5 in 50. And everybody else who has taken that dance and just run with it. Also, Joe was doing it in the middle of that floor uh, for one of them. That was huge. Uh, That was the costume night, I believe, because she was dressed like, looked like Peter Pan or something. Like Robin Hood, not sure. Peter Peter Pan? It was Peter Pan?
1: Yeah, she had a little Tinkerbell.
0: Uh... Very nice. and uh peter metelnik filmed one night uh i believe aurora filmed for for uh another night um norm gifford was out there up in front dancing that you know beside me one night so many people to thank for just sharing that it it's way beyond anything i could have expected for you know, such a, a small dance <laughs> 32 counts all whole counts so that that's the song that we're going to leave you with as our musical break, uh, just you know, which just kinda,
1: happens to be the end of the show.
0: Exactly, post credits music, essentially. Uh, I suppose now is as good a time as any at 3:01 p.m. for us to sign off and let you enjoy a bit of music before your Thanksgiving celebrations, if you are in the United States, or even if not, you just like sweet potatoes and turkey. Uh, somewhere else in the world thank you for tuning in every week to line dance podcast here on move radio this has been christopher gonzalez with
1: megan varsalia
0: megan varsalia and until next time we will see See you on on the
1: the dance floor